thank you for tuning in uh, for our second episode of Trans in Color. Um, before I get started real quick, the purpose of this podcast is just to aid in connecting trans men with others who are like them um, and others who are facing the same life situations. Um, it's also for trans men that are looking to network. Um, I know that I didn't have any trans friends and honestly, as a result of Trans in Color and this podcast, I've been able to meet several guys who are now like brothers to me. So um, this podcast is also for those of you that are simply trans supporters. Um, I don't know. You might have a partner, spouse, uh, maybe family member, friend, I don't know, co-worker um, who's trans. And you not only want to show your support, but you'd like to gain insight um, so that you're able to properly support them. I just want you to know that this podcast is for all of you. Alright, so this week, the topic is dysphoria, and I'll be talking about what dysphoria is for those of you that are not familiar. Um, I'll talk about the different types of dysphoria that trans men face, um, as well as different ways that you'll be able to overcome those dysphoric feelings. Um, also, at the end of the episode, of course, I'll take any questions that, we re- that we've received uh, regarding this topic. Um, so... Just remember, you can always send your questions in and we'll answer them for you. Um, Also, disclaimer, I'm not a doctor, nor am I a medical professional. So any advice that I give out is not to replace um, talking to a medical or mental health professional about any feelings of dysphoria that you might have. So if you are having any of those feelings, I recommend that you schedule an appointment you know, to talk to your medical or mental health professional. All right, now that we've got that out the way, um, what is gender dysphoria? Um, Gender dysphoria is defined as the distress a person experiences as a result of the sex or gender that they were assigned at birth. So simply put, even though you were born biologically female, that's not who you are. Um, That's not how you feel. Um, And that's not how you feel you should look when you look in the mirror. Um, I know it can be a little difficult to understand if you don't suffer from dysphoria. But just imagine if you woke up tomorrow and you were the opposite sex. So how at home would you really feel in your body? Um, Honestly, it can be completely debilitating. I know that my dysphoria caused me to stay in bed for days at a time. Um, I'd ignore phone calls, text messages. I would just completely shut myself off from the outside world. So gender dysphoria is, it's, it's very real. Um, when I look back on it, I've always had dysphoric feelings when it came to my breast, actually. Um, you know, when you're young and you're growing up, right? A lot of the time, your body is changing, changing. And you're excited about those changes that are happening to your body. Uh, I remember I had friends who were excited about developing breasts and getting, off, getting their training bras, you know, showing off the new little training bras. Um, I never felt that connection with my breasts, so I was never really excited to have my breasts or to show them off. Um, over the years, it went from me not caring about my breasts to just wishing that they were not there at all. So I can say that as time progressed, my dysphoria um, got worse. Um, I began wearing 
more than one sports bra to make my chest flatter. And I even started wearing a compression shirt on top of that every day to, you know, help out. And even with doing all of this, my dysphoria was real and it even affected my posture. I can remember growing up, my mom, she would always tell me to sit up straight. I can remember her putting her hand on my back and saying, sit up straight, sit up straight. And even with her reminding me about my posture, it still didn't improve much. And even as an adult, my posture wasn't good. Um, so as I got older, you know, as an adult, I realized that my posture was, it was actually in direct correlation to my breast and dysphoria. So I was never really sitting up straight because I was subconsciously trying to make my breast less noticeable. Um, having top surgery for me helped me overcome some of my dysphoria and it also improved my posture. So now I sit up straight naturally. Um, I don't have to have someone always saying, hey, sit up straight. I just do it naturally and my back feels so much better. Um, I know that I'm giving my story, but my story is just one example of a battle that some trans men go through. Um, to be honest, some guys love having breasts and they would choose not to have top surgery. Um, it's all about your level of comfort and how you feel about your body. Um, there are other ways to support yourself and even power through dysphoric feelings. Um, surgery just happened to be the option that, you know, worked best for me. Um, when you talk about dysphoria and trans men, genitalia can be another very sensitive subject. Um, I only slightly struggle with, with dysphoria when it comes to my genitalia, but I know a lot of trans guys who have a major issue with this. Uh, you know, being born genetically female can leave a lot of trans men feeling self-conscious or less than when it comes to what society deems as proper. So I'm here to say some men have vaginas, some men don't. <laughs> you know, some men have penises and some don't. Genitalia is not what makes you a man. Um, it's just not. And since we're, you know, talking about gen genitalia dysphoria, um, we might as well bring up the bathroom issue and, you know, the bathroom dysphoria. I don't want to call it an issue, but bathroom dysphoria. Um, I know that so many trans men suffer with this. Um, my dysphoria was so bad when it came to using the bathroom. Um, I think it was so bad because I've actually been approached several times in the bathroom by men and women who told me I was in the wrong bathroom. I remember this lady came up to me with her child one time and she was adamant about me leaving the bathroom. She was like, you're in the wrong bathroom. She was persistent. Um, you know, like I said, I've had men tell me that I'm in the wrong bathroom. Um, so after this happened to me in the women's bathroom at the beginning of my transition, my wife actually started acting as my bodyguard. Um, she would go with me to the women's bathroom every time I had to go. Um, you know, she would give people that look that said, I dare you to say anything to him. <laughs> um, but as my facial hair started coming in more, I honestly no longer felt comfortable using the women's bathroom, even with my pit bull by my side. <laughs> but at that point, 
I still didn't feel comfortable using the men's bathroom. So I was basically stuck. I refused to use the bathroom in public at all. Uh, I would literally wait for hours and I'd be in complete agony, but I'd still wait to use the bathroom until I got home. Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. Um, all right, so I'm going to touch on a couple different topics and then we'll discuss how different ways that we can resolve those. Um, I just want to know how many of you struggle with dysphoria when it comes to your facial hair. Um, I've actually always been extremely hairy, even before my transition. So I've not been affected in this area. However, I do have a lot of friends that struggle with facial hair. And they're telling me all the time that they wish they had, you know, more facial hair or body hair. Um, they struggle with growing the facial hair and body hair. And that can really mess with the way that they view themselves. Um, I had a friend who had to shave his facial hair for a new job that he got. And he was suffering really bad from dysphoria at that We'll be right back after a brief message from our sponsors. That time because his face... Um, well, he felt his face looked a lot more feminine without facial hair. Um, of course, facial hair does not make you a man at all, but the majority of biological, of men that are born biologically male do produce facial hair. And so trans men, of course, want to be able to do the same. Um, another area of dysphoria uh, that I still struggle with daily is my voice. I've always had a higher pitch voice and a softer toned voice. Um, before my transition, I used to practice trying to make my voice deeper. I probably started doing that in, I'd say, high school. I'd try to make my voice deeper, sit there for hours just practicing. Um, and even after being on testosterone for almost two years, I still struggle with dysphoria. Um, I can admit that it makes it harder for me because I end up spending a lot of time on the phone and I'm constantly misgendered. Um, whenever I'm making a call, I, I'm still always referred to as ma'am or missus. Um, even out in public, like if someone hears me talking and they don't look at me first, they address me as ma'am. I can't tell you how many times someone's said, just a moment, ma'am, and then turned around and be like, oh, sorry, sir. You know, it happens all the time. And... I don't know if my voice will eventually deepen more or not, but I figured that I would bring this up since I know that I'm not the only one struggling in this area. Um, okay, so the last area I wanted to touch on when it came to dysphoric feelings is height. Okay, so at first I thought I was one of the only guys who dealt with this, but I'm not. So please know that if you also struggle with dysphoria and your height, you are not the only one out there. Um, I've personally always struggled with my height because I'm shorter than everyone I know. Um, I'm honestly like only five feet if I'm standing up completely straight and I have on my combat boots. <laughs> but my dysphoria has bothered me, has bothered me even more since transitioning. And I think that's just because in general, men are taller than women. Um, of course, height is not something that you can change. So I've been working on ways to be comfortable with my height. Um, and that's just for myself, of course. Um, 
another thing that I have noticed is that my dysphoria comes in these areas. It comes in waves. You know, I'll have my good days and I'll have my bad days. I remember before I had my top surgery, there were some days that, you know, I could happily put on my two sports bras, throw on my binder and walk out the house and I'd be good to go for the entire day, feeling good as a man. But then there were other days when, you know, the thought of just having my breasts was so overwhelming that I didn't even want to get out of bed because I hated them so much. So that's why I say it does definitely come in waves. Um, all right. So let's talk about combating your dysphoria. There really are lots of ways that you can combat your dysphoria. Um, aside from accepting your body, there are definitely things that you can do to get the physical appearance that you want safely. Um, one common way is to start hormone replacement therapy or testosterone. Um, I know the changes that you can expect are things like an increase in your facial and body hair, uh, deepening of your voice, um, of course, you'll get more masculine facial, facial features, excuse me. I've even noticed my body changing, like my, my legs, my thighs, um, all of that has started changing. So you will experience, experience those changes. Um, not all men um, start using testosterone or human replacement therapy, hormone replacement therapy, excuse me. Not everyone does that because it's a personal choice. And if you're struggling with dysphoric feelings when it comes to your breast, aside from binding, um, you know, you can do exercises that make your breast smaller or you can have top surgery to gain a more masculine chest. Um, I know there are also, as many of you know, there are also uh, procedures that can help with genital uh, dysphoria. So if you're looking for um, a less evasive route, um, you can do things like purchase a packer or you can get a STP, a stand to pee. Um, if you want to use the bathroom, um, that can be helpful to help with that dysphoria. So those are a lot of different um, things that you can look into. Um, further down the line, we will take a look at different uh, products that you can get that will help uh, in this area if you would like to look into it. Um, so before I get into the question section, I do want to briefly touch on the difference between gender, gender dysphoria and stereotypical traditional gender roles. So, for example, let's say you're a woman and you like wearing men's clothes um, or you like watching football or even fixing cars. You know, traditionally, these activities are said to be for quote unquote men, but these have to do with gender roles that have pretty much been forced on us by society. So just like society might associate pink with female and blue with male, um, that's how they do. And it's not the same as gender dysphoria is all. Um, so when you're little and they say that's for boys or that's for girls. No, that's not the same thing as gender dysphoria. All right. So let's get to the questions. Um, we actually only have one question this evening, and our question tonight is from Dante. So Dante asks, let's see, Dante asks, am I wrong for feeling like I suffer from gender dysphoria? My sister tells me that I'm not dysphoric, 
but that I just don't like myself. I don't feel like this every day, so is she right? All right, Dante. Well, first off, let me say that I really appreciate your question, and that's a good one. Um, I believe that you are really the only one who truly knows if you are transgender or if you're suffering from gender dysphoria. Um, gender dysphoria is really so much more than just not being happy in your own skin. Like, it literally feels like you're in the wrong body. Um, I remember when I used to look at myself, it almost be like, who is this? It, you're, you're just in the wrong body. So, you're really the only one that knows this answer. Um, I would say that it's definitely okay to take time in figuring out who you are. Um, like I said, I'm 34 and I only started my transition a couple of years ago. So you're able to take your time. But you also don't have to let anyone pressure you. And you don't have to let them make you feel as though your feelings are invalid or as though you have to choose. So just keep that in mind while you're thinking about, um, you know, this situation and, you know, gender dysphoria. Um, again, thanks, Dante, for your question. And really appreciate you for listening all right well i am about to wrap things up uh for this evening but before i go i do want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in um remember that you can follow us on instagram at trans underscore in underscore color um if you would like to have your questions featured or if you want to have your business advertised on the next episode um simply send us a dm or you can email us um, our email address is mail, M-A-I-L, at transandcolor.com. Um, you can also visit us at www.transandcolor.com. Um, please don't forget to subscribe and share, share, share. <laughs> and remember that um, we're now available on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So again, we appreciate you all for tuning in. And we'll see you next Thursday for another episode of Trans in Color.